This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Hope everyone is well. Finding this week's parasha when the Jewish people are leaving Mitzrayim and they already left Mitzrayim. <clears throat> the Pasuk tells us that Hashem tells to Moshe and look what I'm going to do. I'm going to harden Pyro's heart one more time. And when he sees what's going on in the Midrash, he's going to say that the Jewish people are lost. And the Pasuk says, V'amar l'vinei Yisrael. Pyro is going to say to the Jewish people that they are stuck in the Midbar. The question is, who's Pyro talking to? There's no Jews left in Egypt. We all already left. What does the Pasuk mean that Pyro is going to say to the Jewish people? So Rashi explains what it means is he's going to say regarding the Jewish people. But there's an un- unbelievable Targum Yenison ben Uziel. Targum Yenison ben Uziel says, no, there were two Jews still left in Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim was not an empty place of Jews. There were still two Jews left in Mitzrayim. And those two Jews were Dosan and Aviram. And Pa returns to Dosan and Aviram and he says, look, the Jews, they're lost in the desert. Let's go get them. And there's a Medrash later on. The Medrash tells us that when Kriyas Yamsuf took place for the but for the Jewish people, there was another Kriyas Yamsuf just for Dasim Vaviram, who, who came later, had their own Kriyas Yamsuf. And the obvious question on this Targum Yenusem ben Ozeel is, how are Dasim and Aviram still alive? Dasim Vaviram have been the troublemakers from the get-go. From the beginning of Parashat Shemais, from the first time they meet Maishu Rabbeinu, they're already creating, wreaking havoc, and they're making trouble. And throughout Chumash, these two people are constantly the troublemakers for Klai Yisrael, the troublemakers for Moshe. But Rashi, when he told us, quoting from the Medrash, that in Makas Choshech, 80% of the Rishoyim, 80% of the Jewish people who were Rishoyim died. So how did Dosan Vaviram survive? It's an unbelievable question. Numerous answers are given on both sides of the extremes. Some people say, no, Dosan Vaviram were so bad that they had to live longer just to watch and see how foolish they were, to watch and see how Maishu Rabbeinu was really a, a, the leader, and Maishu Rabbeinu was not doing it for himself, so they had to continuously watch, day after day, event after event, to see how Maishu Rabbeinu was ultimately correct, and they were wrong. But there's a famous pshaf of Rabbi Shuleib Diskin, and I think from this pshaf of Rabbi Shuleib Diskin, we all can learn a valuable lesson in life. Rabbi Shuleib Diskin says, yes, Dasin Vaviram were not good people, they were Rishoyim. They made Moshe Rabbeinu's life very difficult, and they made Jewish life difficult, they did not do what they were supposed to. So how did they merit a Geula? So he says, because we know, the Medrash tells us, that Dasan Vaviram, way back in Mitzrayim, when the Jewish people were serving <coughs> in their slave ship, Dasan Vaviram with the Jewish police, the Judarent, as we know so often in Jewish history, the Goyim put, our, put Jews to lead over Jews. And when Moshe Rabbeinu came down to Mitzrayim and Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to Pari initially and the work got harder and the Mitzrayim were upset that the Jews were not producing, who took the blows? Says Rabbi Shulayb Diskin. Dasim Vaviram took those blows. Dasim Vaviram took the blows instead of allowing the Mitzrayim to take their wrath out on the Jewish people. Hence Dasim Vaviram, although we're not perfect, but they were willing to give up their life to protect another Jew. And therefore, says Yeshua Diskin, in that merit, they were zaycha to survive and go out of Mitzrayim. So yes, Dasim Avim were not perfect people. 
But at the end of the day, they were there to help another Jew. They were willing to take the blow, the hit, the patch, the smack. Whatever it would have meant for them, they were willing to take that for another Jew and prevent that happening and prevent that from another Jew. Says Ibn Shulak Diskin, that merit and that's chos, they deserved to be saved. We often underestimate people. We see people, we look at them, and we assume right away, we ride them off. Oh, they're terrible, they're horrible, they have shortcomings, they make mistakes. But you don't realize there are people that might be giving and doing for others in a way we have no connection to. And we say, ah, big deal. Yeah, we're not here to judge people, but sometimes you have to understand that there are people that are doing things for other yidin that you have to appreciate. And take a step back and say, who knows what's more important in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Zaman Orbach had his father's Leviah said over a story that his father used to say over frequently about the Baruch Tam. The Baruch Tam was Meshadich, a Shidduch for his son. And at the Lechayim, Vort, whatever they had back then, he was talking to the Kal's mother. And the Kal's mother noticed that this Rabbi Frankel, the Baruch Tam, was a little sad. And she asked him, what's wrong? We're at such a joyous occasion. Why are you sad? He, she, he says, because the water carrier in my town is not feeling well. He's going through illness. And most of us, the water carrier in their towns were not the Rabbonim. They were not the high-ranking members of society. They were the water carriers. So she says to him, you know, with all due respect, you know, it's a simcha. Let's try to push it aside so we can focus on the simcha, the joy of now. And he called off the shirach. He said, I can't be mishadich with a person who can't feel someone else's pain. Now, these are unbelievable levels of feeling tsar of another person. But we see that, not, that Dasan Vavirim, despite all their shortcomings, they were able to feel the pain of the Jewish people and said, I don't want the Jews to be hit. I'm going to take that beating. I'm going to take that assault. And not the Jewish people. There's an amazing story circulating via social media this week. Many of you might have heard it, but I think it's a fantastic story and it fits in beautifully to the theme we're saying right now. <clears throat> There's a fellow who shows up at Uman to go daven by the great Nachman and he sees a young 18-year-old boy Chesidish a boy with long payas, davening. But he also notices he has a ponytail, which doesn't exactly go well for the look of long payas and a ponytail. And he asks the boy in a very short version, what's the story, what's going on, what's with the payas and what's with the ponytail? And he says something so profound. He says, I want you to know, I, go out, I live in Muncie, my parents live in Muncie, and I go on, on, this, on, on my own time, I go visit children that are cancer patients. They're going through chemo and are losing their hair. And I met a girl, and I met a girl who was never in that situation. And because of her interesting hair color, it's hard for her to find the wig. So I decided that my hair, I think, is so similar that I'm going to grow my hair long and wear this long ponytail. So when it's long enough, I'm going to cut it off and I'm going to give it to this girl. But the reason why I've been living here in Uman is because I know it's going to embarrass my parents to walk around my Muncie community with a long ponytail. So I came up here. I have a business, I have other people taking care of me, so I came up here so I can not embarrass perhaps my parents and therefore be able to provide this girl the, the ability to be able to go back in the streets, go back into public and not be embarrassed because she lost her hair to chemo. So most of us would look at a fellow in, in, in a payas and, and a ponytail, we'll call him a weirdo, a whack job. We wouldn't want to go near him. This guy's a tzaddik. He felt the compassion of another Jew and he did whatever he can do while still thinking about others. Yeah, and this is why we're so quick to judge. We see people on the outside. Of course, doesn't everyone look like Rishayim Gemurim? We wouldn't give them anything. But deep down, they had some special chus. They did something special. 
when we care for each other, when we take care of each other, when we worry about each other, when we're concerned about each other in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that is a very, very important mitzvah. It's not something to take lightly. It's extremely important when we care about each other, when we get along with each other. Rav Moshe Bik points out there's an interesting medrash in this week's parasha. The medrash tells us at the, at the beginning of Kriyas Yamsov, before Klai Yisrael even went through the Yam, the Pasuk says that the Jewish people proclaimed, Hashem Yimloich Li'olam Va'ed. Hashem will reign forever. He'll be the king forever. Asks Rav Moshe Bik, why now? Why would you say such a comment like that before the miracle? And Moshe Bik explains, because we know Chazal tell us, it's Yerushalmi, that at Kriyas Yamsov, there was a very big divide amongst the Jewish people. <clears throat> What we're going to do. There are four groups, four different thought processes about what we're going to do now. Do we go in? Do we go back? Do we fight? What do we do? And there was disagreements. Says with Moshebik, the Jewish people got up and said, we disagree, we have different outlooks, we have different ways of doing things, but we're all on the same page. Hashem We all want the same thing. So often in life we're going to meet people that look different than us and dress different than us and sound different than us and have a different way of doing things than us. But we can't lose sight that we're all doing the same thing. We're all focused on the same goal. We all have the same one thing in mind, which is to serve HaKadosh Baruch When we continue to focus on our connection, on our unity, on our achdos, then we can see Geula, then we can see Yeshua. So in this week's parasha we have to learn that it's not a small thing to be compassionate to another Jew. It's not a small thing to take a beating for another Jew. It's not a small thing to be there for another Jew. And it's not a small thing to think that although I may do things differently than you, and you have your tradition, and I have my tradition, and you have your Messiah and Rabbanim, and I have mine, that's all fine. But as long as we remember Hashem, we're all on the same page, we all have the same goal. Which Hashem, we should learn from this week's parasha to appreciate different people in our lives that we come across don't automatically assume a person is who they are based on what we think or what we think we know. Mr. Hashem, we should appreciate each other, do for each other, care for each other, be there for each other. Mr. Hashem, we should be zaychet to see geulas v'yeshuas just like the Jewish people did in this week's parasha. We should be zaychet to see the ultimate geulah v'yeshuas in our days. Have a wonderful Shabbos.